Good morning or good afternoon, wherever you are at. This is Preacher Ethan West, and we're coming for our second part of Ingredients for Revival. Uh, like I said, um, we're having a giveaway on our social media accounts. Um, I mentioned that in the last podcast, but if you'd like to go to our social media accounts and, and tell us what you think of the podcast, we would greatly appreciate that. But we only have 29 minutes, so let's jump right into it. Last week, we were talking about the first two ingredients for revival, which was prayer. And we mentioned that in every great movement, like D.L. Moody said, in every great movement, there is a kneeling figure. So we talked about prayer. Then we talked about the revival of Jonathan Edwards, the first great awakening. Then we mentioned the second uh, ingredient was take off the old man. And we talked about how Jonathan Edwards influenced George Whitfield. So we'll come to you with the third ingredient for revival. So turn your Bibles to 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. The Bible says that my people, which are called by my name, shall be hum- shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. And turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin and will heal their land. So I'll read that one more time. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin and will heal their land. So there's a lot of stuff going on in our country right now, or in countries, I should say. That we're all been affected by this virus, whether it's a hoax, whatever. It's affected our economy, our our country, in some areas in different ways. But if you look at this verse, it says, My people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. See, in revival, it starts off, like Dale Moody says, with a praying figure. Someone that's constantly praying and begging God for revival. Someone that's pouring out their heart to God and asking and doing what it takes for revival. But he also says that seek my face. Listen, we need to we need to draw nigh unto God. The Bible says draw unto God and he will draw nigh unto us. We need to draw nigh unto God. We need to seek his face. Then it says that they turn from their wicked ways. We cannot be blessed. If we are living a sinful life, if we are constantly living in sin, if we are constantly doing the things of old, of the old man, we need to learn, we need to turn, we need to examine ourselves, we need to have a personal examination that we look and in whatever sins in our life, you know, we have spring cleaning every year. We need to have a spiritual spring cleaning in our life, whether it's a great sin or whether it's a small sin. We need to get rid of it in our life. There's no need for it in the Christian life. But it says that they turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins. So for God to forgive our sins, we first have to ask for forgiveness. If we wrong someone and they wrong us, the first thing we have to do is we have to ask for forgiveness for the wrongdoing we did to them. The same thing with our sin. We have hurt God with our sin. Now we need to ask for forgiveness. Our country has said that homosexuality has been okay. We have allowed it. We have what they call pride uh, pride parades. We allow that. 
We need to beg God and ask for forgiveness. We need to stand out to those people. See, we got so far from God in this country. At one point that that sodomy was illegal in this country. At one point, atheism was illegal in this country. But we've allowed it. We quit taking the stands. We let it creep in slowly and slowly. We've allowed it for too long. We need to stand up. We need to ask God to forgive us. We need to ask God that he would show his face to us again before he comes back. We need to ask God that he would not be still in this country. We need to ask God that he would not be still in our churches. Whether it's a national revival that we have, whether it's a state revival that we have, whether it's a church-wide revival, I believe we will have revival at some point before God comes back. Whether it's a big revival or whether it's a small revival, I believe we will have a revival. But it's going to take putting all the ingredients of revival together. But it says that if we turn from our wicked ways, then will, we, then will I hear from heaven. That at the end of the verse it says, and then, I'm sorry, forgive their sins and will heal their land. That's how our land, that's how our country will get back to where it used to be. Listen, I said in the beginning of the first podcast, part one, that we have a godly heritage. We had a godly heritage but we forgot about it. We've gotten so far from where we started in this country. You realize that America was founded upon revival. 40 years before we became a country, we were having great revivals. 30 years after we declared our independence, in 1800 to 1845, we had a great revival. Our country was founded upon God. We have a godly heritage. And every great revival, people repent and turn from their sinful ways. It did not, listen, God did not use wicked men. God did not use men that were ordinary. He used men of God. He used men that were willing to take a stand, that were willing to be separated people. He used men that sought his face. He used men that were praying men. He used men that were separated from their old nature. When people get saved, they turn from their wicked ways. They have the new man. But in this generation, we have people who just want to live the same way they lived before they got saved. We have sinful lives and we have sin in our lives, but we cannot be sinless, but we can sin less. We cannot be sinless, but we can sin less. For us to have revival, we need to turn from our wicked ways. We need to shut off the old man and put on the new man. Whether it's great or small sin, it doesn't matter. It's still sin. Whether it's big or not. Listen, sin will keep you from the will of God. Or the will of God will keep you from your sinful nature. But you got to make that decision in your life. Listen, I said in the first one that an article of clothing 
can't keep you from the blessings of God. If you do not believe in, in uh, dress standards, then there's no way that you can believe that Deuteronomy 22.5 is not talking about that. But an article in clothing, I've seen it myself, can keep people out of the will of God because they're not willing to give it up. For a revival to break out in our country, we need people that are willing, willing to put the ingredients together. People that are willing. An article of clothing, yes. A sinful nature, a sinful mind, the flesh, yes, it can keep you out of the will of God. But the will of God can keep you from sin. Don't let a small sin or a big sin keep you from the will of God. Do not let your sinful nature keep us from having revival. I said in the first one that it does not take an army of people to have revival. It simply takes one person who is willing, willing to get on fire for God, willing to be separated, willing to beg God, willing to turn from their wicked, well, their wicked ways. It takes people that are willing. We need people that are willing to get out and go soul winning. We need people that are willing to run the bus ministries. We need people that are willing to back the preachers. We need people that are willing to get on fire for God. Put their selfish ways behind them and get on fire for God. Listen, most of these men were very well-educated men that could have had well-paying jobs. But they chose to take the blessings, the riches, blessings of God. They were not rich come to wealth, but they're rich in blessings. We need people that are willing to turn and get on fire for God. God is coming back soon. That is a very true statement. And I believe we can have one more great revival. There's been revivals that have broken out that have had hundreds of people saved, thousands of people saved, hundreds of thousands of people saved. We can have another great revival. But we need people that are willing. We're willing to start soul winning. Revivals produce soul winners. Revivals produce willingness in people. Revival is a hope for a nation to turn back to God. One lost person can start a revival. One person getting saved and telling others they can start a revival. It's happened. But you need the soul winner to go out and win the souls. You need the workers to get out and work for soul winning and work the revival and work for revival. We need revival fires to be lit in people's hearts. There's a great opportunity right now to have revival in this country, but we cannot let that moment pass. We need to seize the moment. We need to, we need to take advantage of this, this opportunity that God is giving us. We need to take that opportunity. We have one right now. Don't let that opportunity slip away. But let's take a trip to the 1800s. In the year of 1800 to the year 1840, the second Great Awakening. In 1800, 
only one in 15 Americans, the population of 5,300,000 belong to an uh, evangelical church. A Presbyterian minister, James McGrady, preside over strange spiritual manifestings in Logan County, Kentucky. The resulting camp meeting revivals drew thousands from as far as Ohio. Now, remind it doesn't seem very far, but this is 1800. So James McGrady started in Logan County, Kentucky, camp meetings. And revival camp meetings drew thousands, like I said, as far as Ohio. Reverend Gardner Spring, uh, Spring reported that for the next 25 years, not a single month passed without news of revival somewhere breaking out. So for the next 25 years, there wasn't one month that was not reported without news of revival breaking out somewhere in this country. You've all heard of in, in Charles Finney, but in 1824, Charles Finney began a career that would eventually convert 500,000 to Christ. 500,000 people to Christ. We have an opportunity. Don't tell me that that we cannot seize the opportunity or have revival. Listen, they had revival in the 1800s. Why can't we have revival now? 100,000 were converted in the state of Rochester, New York. In 1831 alone, causing the revival to spread to 1,500 towns. By 1850, the nation's population exploded fourfold to 23 million people, but those connected to evangelical churches grew nearly tenfold, from 7% of the population to 13% of the population. So from 350,000 to 3 million church members. I think I'm not for sure, but I think somebody got on fire for God in the 1800s. I think somebody said, we have something bigger than ourselves. We're not going to be selfish. We're going to get up and we're going to work the revival. We're going to get up and we're going to we're gonna go to revival. We're going to have revival. We're going to get on fire for God. I think just maybe somebody got on fire for God in the 1800s. That's what it's going to take in the year 2020. It's going to take the next generation of Christians to get up and get on fire for God. It's going to take some people that are willing. Listen, it took somebody that was willing in the 1800s. It's going to take someone willing in the year 2020 to get on fire for God and pray and beg God for revival. It takes just one person, but it takes one person that is willing. We need some willing people in this generation, in this year. Listen, this year has been a strange year, but we can still have revival. But it's going to take someone that is willing. It took someone that was willing in the 1800s. Don't tell me we can't have revival. Listen, maybe there's more sin than there was in the 1800s, but there was still sin in the 1800s. And yet, 
They still had revival. I know God can do it again. God can do it again. And he can use someone willing. He can use me. He can use you. Listen, he can use anyone for revival, but we have to be usable. We have to be usable. These great men prayed that this church will have revival. Listen, whoever you are out there, if your church has an opportunity to have revival, pray and beg God that revival is started in your church. Put the ingredients together for revival in your church. Whether it's my church or your church, we need some churches to get on fire for God. This was the second great awakening. We can have another great awakening in this country. But we need some people that are willing. That revival in the 1800s spread to 1,500 different towns. And the memberships grew from 350,000 to 3 million. We need some willing people. This country will have revival. I don't care what people think. If man, I was just, I just want to see one more great awakening. That's our mindset. We need to have that desire. That we want to see another great awakening. May God see in us that we are for real about this. That this isn't just a passing faith, but this is a desire. This is a want. This is a hunger that we have. We need some people to have that desire. These revivals produced church memberships, but they produced souls being saved. I want to see churches full again. I want to see people get back in church. I want to see those memberships grow again. I want to see revival break out. Listen, if your church is dying, don't let it die. Get up and do something about it. Throw yourself into that church. Work it. Work it. Go out soul winning. Go out visiting. You want to see your church full again? Don't sit on the sidelines. Don't sit down in the middle of the battle. You get up and you work. And you work as hard as you can to see your church full again. I want to see this church, my church, full again. I'm going to see revival break out in my church. That's what we need in this time. But time is running out. We need to seize the moment now. We cannot let time run out. Then sit back and say, man, I should have went out. And maybe I should have tried to have a revival. Don't do that. You get on fire for God now. You seize the, op- you seize the opportunity. Don't let it slip away. Don't let this time slip away and think back and say, man, I should have did this or I should have did that. Do it now. What is the Nike slogan? Just do it. That's what we need to do. We just need to do it. Don't think about it. Do it. If it's God's will, do it. Our churches can be full again, but we need the people of the churches to get on fire for God. We need the people of the churches to turn from their wicked ways. Let's turn from our wicked ways. Let's start with us. Listen, don't say, well, I wish so-and-so would turn from their wicked ba- their wicked ways. Maybe we'd have revival if they did it. Maybe try you, you, 
turning from your wicked ways. And maybe we have revival from that. Stop looking at everyone else and judging them. How about you just get on fire for God first and see what God does with you. Maybe it's you that God is willing to use, but you're not willing to give up your sinful nature. You're not willing to quit backsliding. You enjoy living in your sin. And don't say, I want revival while you're being backslidden. Maybe get right with God, and maybe, just maybe, God will bring revival to your state, your community, your church. Quit trying to fix people's problems. Start trying to fix your own problems. These men paved the way for this country. Listen, the man, the George Whitfield, the Evan Roberts, the uh, the um, George Whitfields and the George Muellers, the Jack Hiles, the Lee Robertsons, the Bob Jones Seniors, the Christmas Evans, the Oliver B. Greens, the Billy Sundays, the Jonathan Edwards, the Evan Roberts. Those men paved the way. Maybe some were not from this country. But they affected this country by the revivals that were started by them. They helped our country. Listen, the revivals that we had were influenced by these men. Men from other countries influenced men in this country to start revival. Listen, how would you like to have that testimony that Jonathan Edwards had? Or Evan Roberts, the Welsh revival, that he influenced the revivals of this country? You could be that person to, to influence someone to start revival or to at least get revival started in their own life. But these men paved the way for this country. But something happened. Something happened. We quit taking a stand. We let dress standards slip. We let music standards slip. We let movie standards slip. We said, you know what? These things are not that bad. You know, we're just going to do it. We know they're wrong, but yet we still do it. And we don't preach against it. Lester Roloff constantly preached against TV. Constantly preached against Hollywood. Constantly preached against uh, music artists. These men were old-fashioned, spirit-filled, Christ-honoring, sin-hating, King James, Bible-believing, preaching pastors. And it was started the same way with old-fashioned, spirit-filled, Christ-honoring, sin-hating, King James Bible-preaching revivals. These revivals weren't started by the NIV, the ESV, the New Living Translation, and so on. It was started with the King James Bible. We might see revival. Oh, let it be today that we get on fire for God. Our communities are hurting. They need to see revival. Revivals produce hope. We want hope. Let's start revival. Let's see revivals break out. Let's see revivals break out our communities. Revivals produce souls being saved. That's what we really need in America. We need a great revival. We need a great praying revival. We need a great soul winning revival. We need a great church wide revival. It's going to take one person. Listen, one person can spread the fire. You look in these wildfires, it takes one person to start a wildfire. And it, and it does a lot of damage. But that's how it needs to be with us. We can start a revival fire. And we can start damage to the sinful natures of others. 
to the lost souls who can do damage by getting them saved. Satan doesn't like revivals because it produces souls being saved. That's why it says, turn from your wicked ways. Run to God. Draw an eye into God. Because Satan doesn't want revival. He doesn't want your churches to grow. He enjoys laughing. He enjoys the love of seeing a church being destroyed. That's why we need revival fires. I said that Billy Sunday said that tell me revivals are only temporary. But so is a bath. But it does you good. It needs to have a revival. Listen, we take a bath daily. I hope you do take a bath daily. or <laughs> You won't have a lot of friends near you. But we take a bath daily. We feel good after we take that bath. We need to bathe ourselves in revival daily. We don't need to let the revival fires die out. Listen, revival fires are extinguished by our sin. That's why we need to, to ask God for forgiveness and turn from our wicked ways. Y'all, we can't do that. It takes someone's willing to do that at least. Great revivals. America had great revivals. Turn. Listen, churches need to get open. We made a mighty big mistake when we shut the doors of the church. We made a mighty big mistake when we turned. Listen, the church is the light in a community. And when we turned off the lights and we shut down the doors and we locked the doors, we turned off that light and you look around, darkness has creeped into our communities. Listen, light exposes darkness, not the opposite way around. Our communities have grown very dim and very dark. We need to flip the light back on. We need to open the church doors again. Listen, our governors are sitting in the midst of thousands of people. Thousands of rioters are around and our governors are marching with them. But they tell us that we can only have 25% of the church capacity can be open to the public. Or 100% or 100 people in a church service. While they march on the streets with rioters. Tell me, are they looking after your best interest? How can revival start if the churches aren't open? You hear me well. We need to open the church doors and we need to never shut them again. Turn the light back on. The light hasn't been on. It's time to turn the lights back on and start some revivals. Your revivals didn't last 10, 20. I'm sorry. Revivals didn't last a week, two weeks, three weeks. Some revivals lasted 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. That has never happened. They say that's never happened, but it has happened. Oh, that we've the, the revivals I'm talking about, they lasted 30 and 40 and 60 years. We need to wake up. Attendance went up by 6%. And it traveled over 1,500 towns. Something was happening in the 1800s. God was moving. That's what happened. That's what happened in the 1800s. God was moving. He was moving during that time. I feel like God is, is slowly moving right now in this country. I feel like God has given us a little bit of glimpse of hope for revival. But you can't keep on saying, well, because of the sin, the sin, the sin. We just need to go out and do the will of God.
There has been sin from day one in this earth. We need to realize that we need to go out and face sin with the gospel. It would be a horrible thing to, to think. Actually, I want you to think about this. While, you're out, while you are out soul winning, there are souls that are lost. And when God comes back and takes us to be with him, they're going to be on this earth. I want you to think about that the torment they're going to go through. Maybe, just maybe, that would give you a desire to go out soul winning. I believe it was George Mueller said that I don't want any of my men to go to a, 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 a Christian college. But rather, I would have them go in their mind and dangle them over hell for 15 seconds. That would do them more good than any college campus, Christian college campus. What was he saying? That the sounds that they would hear, the smells, the sounds of torment, that would give them a desire to go out soul winning. Every soul that you see lost, I want you to picture the sound that they will make if they do not get saved and they will die in their sin and they will die lost. We need revival. So this is this is going to turn into another probably three or four part sermon. We're almost out of time. But this ingredient for revival was turned from your wicked ways. Turned from our wicked ways. We need people that are willing to get on fire for God. That is the hope for this generation moving forward is people that are willing. You can make a difference, but you got to turn from your wicked ways. Do some spiritual spring cleaning. Please tell others about this podcast and join us back for next week for part three of the ingredients for revival. God bless.